Hey folks, welcome to the show. I'm Brian, the host of this Bella Italy podcast. And I am Anthony Campopiano, owner of the Italy with Bella travel company. And together we're taking you on a tour of Italy, introducing you to our favorite places, people, and of course, our favorite foods, wines, and spirits for you to enjoy. So if you're planning to travel to Italy, do yourself a favor. Check with us first, because when you travel to Italy with Bella, you feel like you're at home. You can check us out online at any time at italywithbella.com. And with that said, let's jump into our topic today. Anthony, what are we talking about? I know it's your favorite place. It is Bologna. <laughs> Eh, that's no baloney. We are talking about Bologna. Um, this is this is yeah. If I have a heart center in Italy, it's probably uh, this region. So my my mom's side of the family is part from the north, part from the south. The part in the north is is a little bit closer here, um, up in Ferrara, which is a little bit uh, farther north from Bologna, and then over into Lombardia, into Mantova, uh, is my family. But this is very close to home, heartland uh, for me. And uh, I've been a lot of times, many, many times. <laughs> uh, you're going to have a really great time there, a really great time. Every time we go to Bologna is fun. Um, and you, you guys just went... Um, was it the first time last fall, or had you already been? Been once, shorter time frame, uh, passing through. I think it was okay. a lunch, um, but this was something I heard from you all the time. Yeah, you got to go with me. You got to yeah. go with me. And I'll tell you, we had a <laughs> fabulous food tour. We can talk about that another time. The food tour mm. we had there was top notch. And we do want to get into some tours and stuff because we, as we're developing more and more partners all the time, we've got some fantastic partners around Bologna and there is some fantastic food to eat <laughs> when you're in Bologna. So yeah, that's so fun. Can't wait to uh, to dive into all of that. As, as you know, um, and as our listeners are probably getting more accustomed to hearing, uh, we're getting into a tour of the north. We started off in Rome, came up through Umbria, your heart center, your heart land, uh, the green heart of Italy, into Tuscany, which was just a really broad stroke overview last week. We did get to talk a little bit about Florence. And these two towns are so fun. They're only a 45-minute train ride away from each other. You can hit one, do the other as a day trip. Uh, without having to move around too much. It's so fun to do. Can't wait to do that. Woo, in just a few weeks, we're going to be back there doing it again. Uh, but as you know, we're, we're moving up. We're making our, our way up to Venice. We'll end up in B Verona, and then we'll wrap up this season. But as we're doing it, uh, we're doing some pluses and minuses. Anthony, tell everyone what do the numbers mean at the end when we give the place a score? They mean everything in Brian's book. To me, they're really superficial. Liar! Liar! No, I think it gives. I think it gives a. I think it gives a point of reference. Um, overall, everything is great. It just gives us a point of reference and how we feel and uh, for each it's negative feelings. and positive overall. These are feelings, feelings and perception that we have. <laughs> Yeah. Where if you spoke to any Italian, their town would be a tent, right? So yeah. or region, their so, town, uh, whatever it is, no matter is how terrible, is always a tent. Yeah, yes, off the scale. It's true. So um, 
I think I we enjoy doing it because I think uh, Brian and I like to hear the uh, the opinions of ourselves more than anything. See what what and, our scores are, right? And so. I, I'm I'm really feeling freed up today to uh, argue and disagree more. Now, I mean, you know, we're friends and you actually, you know, you, you invite me on these wonderful trips that I get to go on with you and, uh, you know, do some work. And by work, I mean, aperitivo, chana, <laughs> you know, so what, you know, I, I try not to push too hard. I don't want to, you know, make enemies here, but uh, I, I do have to say I'm going to be feisty about Bologna because I say that B is for Brian. In Bologna, that's what I say. Yeah, you're shaking if you, if your head. If people could see, if people could see, we got to do some podcasts where we actually see my mannerisms about some of the things you say. <laughs> <laughs> some of the, shaking my head and uh, no, but I got to tell you, Brian, you're right though because you talked about it a lot, and and you talked to people about certain cities, and either like they didn't understand it because they were went through it too quickly. Or they don't know what it has because they just don't delve into it when they go. They might do a tour and they come out, right? I do it, like you said, a train uh, train ticket up, be there for an hour, grab lunch like I did the first time. Um, but when you go with someone like yourself who understands some of the stories and the meanings and the culture and the food and what it has to offer, you, you, you're, op- you're open-eyed. And it's just it was just a vibe. I can't. It's very difficult to explain Bologna. It's just a vibe to it. And my yeah. wife and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and uh, I love to, you know, I love to give you, love to hear your positives and why you love it so much. I think it's, I think I, I know what they are, but I love to hear it. All right, well, let's jump into the positives. So there are so many. I don't want to get long-winded here. I'm going to try to keep it brief, but here are some of the top things for me. It, you're right. It does have a vibe, and it is a food city vibe. I mean, it, it's hard to talk about anywhere in Italy and, and, and say that it's not a food city. But Bologna, in particular, is, one, well-known for things like mortadella, uh, things like lasagna, and we don't say bolognese. Uh, we we talk about a ragu, uh, you know, with a certain kind of pasta, and and you know, some of it is kind of mind blowing. I, I remember the the first time that I had a bolognese. I will say that <laughs> uh, sauce, which is not called bolognese over here. But as you have this ragu um, with with pasta, the the recommendations that I was getting for wine paired with a red tomato-based meat sauce was a sparkling white wine that locally is called Pignoletto. And the Pignoletto wine with this ragu is phenomenal, blow your mind. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, it's not what we think when we come over for the first time. A lot of it is, um, you know, just kind of mind bending. You're, you're putting, this is not how we're taught. You know, you're putting a white wine, sparkling white wine with a red meat sauce. Why would you do that? You know, it, it's just mm-hmm. not kind of what the gut uh, instinct is for us Americans. But 
there, there were so many experiences like that. And in addition, I mean, you know, talking about wine around Emilia Romana, and, and as you get into some of the other towns, Modena and others, um, I mean, you can talk about meats all day, like the mortadella and, uh, you know, s still with the rabbit and the wild boar, just like we talked about in Tuscany. But as you're coming down out of the mountains and into the, more of the plain, um, you're, you've got a lot more vegetable based, um, you know, the, the, the yield, the crop yield here in the plain is different than you have in the mountainous regions or even on the coast. And so you, you've got a, a mm. little bit different palette going on here, but it opens it up to, uh, so much more on the cheese side, um, on the mozzarella side, on the, you know, with the obvious, the obvious Parmigiano, <laughs> Grana Padano, all of this, mm. you could talk all day. Uh, and I would love to talk all day about this, but the, uh, I'll get to my last point real quick, which is about the wine experience in Bologna, which for me um, was kind of a game changer coming in to understand about the old style Osteria, where where you you have usually a family who has opened their home. And they're inviting strangers and guests. And this is, you know, hundreds of years ago. They're inviting strangers or guests in at their table. It's a tavern. Maybe if you're in, you know, England, it's, it's the tavern kind of experience with the bed and breakfast upstairs, that kind of thing. And the Osteria evolved into more of a, of a wine culture. And as, as people got more affluent and they could actually bring in their food. And, and that was so fun. You come in with a little brown bag and you, you have a, a pizza or lunch or, you know, a sandwich, something, something from the prosciutteria down the, down the street. And you're bringing this in to enjoy uh, some local wine. And, and the culture came up around because in, in Italy, honestly, the, the idea of enoteca is not really a traditional idea. They have osteria. And they have these um, wine bars, you know, now, but Osteria was the original. And, sure. mm -hmm. and it's, it's not a place where you'd go and expect them to serve food, but it evolved into, and you only find that really anymore, at, at least in my experience, in Bologna. Uh, some in Florence, but mainly in Bologna, you find these older style Osteria. Nowadays, you go anywhere in Italy, you find an Osteria, it means full service restaurant. It yeah. wasn't always that way. Same as and that's just, it's, it's so it's blended together. Thing. It's same, all together. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, uh, it all <laughs> means true Osteria. Full, yeah. <laughs> full service restaurant is what exactly. it, it all means today. <laughs> yes. But to go in and experience the, the wine culture, um, if, if you really want that true, real Italy, Bologna is your place to go. It's so fun. So those are some of my positives. I could keep going I, i'm gonna stop i have to thing. ask you i, you I have to talk. ask you no 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 i guess i have a question um and i like to be the moderator a little bit because it's your baby in that sense but um what's another positive outside of food and wine what do you, what do you think outside of that oh. particular you know give me give sure. me give me give I, me another one i've done i've done so many tours there um which are kind of the more self-guided ones, but they're, you know, the grid, the way that Bologna is laid out. Uh, so it, it was built on Etruscan ruins and the Romans came in, they redeveloped in a sense, in a grid-like fashion, uh, some of the city and the way that they set it up 
was was fascinating because the the Romans re-engineered everything and they they put the center at the heart. But uh, as opposed to what um, you know others would have done, they they did it as a uh, kind of as a garrison would be set up. And so these were military encampments, but the 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 thing that evolved during the last five six hundred years are these beautiful red brick towers mm-hmm. all over and I mean estimates are, are over three hundred towers probably existed at, at at one time in Bologna um, the same could be said around Florence but in Bologna you still have some fantastic examples of these structures now there's there's only a, a couple a handful that are still there but you would have an, a noble family. Um, who didn't have the the finances really or the resources because we're in a valley, we're in a, in a plain, and they they wouldn't have the resources to build an entire uh, brick. Uh, wall, stone mm-hmm. wall around the city. And so what would they do? To protect them and their family, they would build a tower that was fortified. The family, in, if they were invaded or you know, uh, mercenaries were coming through uh, to raid and plunder, they would run into the tower and uh, run up the flight of stairs and be out of harm's way and everything's kind of barricaded and they're, they're mm-hmm. very safe. It's so great to get up into one of these towers. Um, you're exhausted by the time you reach the top, but you have a phenomenal city view. And one of the things that's, that Bologna as a city is known for is it's called the red. And you can see mm. it. it's all the terracotta uh, roofs and the, the, uh, the, the red brick that's everywhere. It's such a lovely view. Very, It makes a, a huge impression on a first-time visitor. Spot on there. Um, and the other thing I think of as a positive, and I'm going to go back to um, since we've had more people go through Florence up to Venice, one of our major stops is Bologna because it's on the way, right? And I, we just talked about it in the prior episode about Tuscany and how we'd go from Rome to Umbria or Rome through uh, Cortona up to Florence. But this is a trip now. We're having customers. You have to. You have to stop in Bologna. Because so the food it. experience, uh, it's a university town. There's something else you didn't mention, right? It's a vibe yeah. of, it's a little more diverse, right? With age difference. A lot of towns, you don't get that, right? Business-like or it's older, the old, the, you know, the, especially going to these older towns, these hamlets, it's an older generation. You don't see a lot of, uh, you know, uh, uh, young activity, people. college age kids. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's a little, it's that kind of vibe too. It's a happening vibe. That's the best way I put it, right? It is. Um, it is a outside young of the vibe. Food, mm-hmm. But it has so much history, right? And mm-hmm. it's easy to get to. You get off the train station. We talked about that, right? You get in the, you get off the Bologna train station, you take the monorail, seven minutes, boom, you're in the middle of city center, done. You yeah, know, you get off. You're, you get off yeah. at the airplane at the airport. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, sorry. And airport, you take yes. the yeah. They've they've got a brand new monorail that they just built during COVID, which mm-hmm. I think is is fantastic. They finished it during COVID, and it takes about seven minutes, uh, and it gets you from the airport. So I mean, you literally walk out of baggage claim, hang a left, get right onto this you know monorail, this tram. And it takes you over a couple of cow pastures and, and whatnot. And within, you know, seven, eight minutes, you're in city center at the train station. You walk uh, over the train tracks and you're walking through porticos already. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's so easy to get in and out of. And then, like I said, you know, and we've talked about it before, where you've got some of these great northern towns that are so easy like that. It makes it simple that you, you get up one morning if you're on a, a trip 
and you you leave your stuff at the B&B, you take a train, you go down to Florence, or you, you go up to Ferrara, and you know you can go to the coast, you can do a lot of different things within an hour or less, and you have a, a lunch experience there, you come back, and it's like your visit, it's like a world within a world. You're visiting outside of where you're staying and you're visiting with low stress, low hassle. such a great town and we've already kind of gotten into our positives here but anything to wrap up on the 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 the, this side of things no i think it's all good i think uh you know as we look at our the people that want to come over uh you're actually looking at hey you know something we always put people into rome in venice we can fly into bologna there's less travel hassle you land, you're in your hotel or your Airbnb, and all of a sudden you come downstairs and the food's right there. I mean, that's the other thing. It's just right there. It's everywhere all around you. And then that's a good starting point. And then you can go, hey, do you want to go to other parts of Tuscany or you know, Emilia Romana or up to Venice? So it's it's that's the wonder of having great transportation in that region mm-hmm. is that you don't have to be pigeonholed. If I'm going into Rome, how do I get you up north, right? Or how do we get you up to, down to the south? It's a perfect it's a perfect location. And it's something that should be considered more even by first-time travelers. So I think it's another positive. First-time travelers should look at Bologna as a possible entry point and then work your way out from there. Yeah, and uh, you know, as we as we talk about these things, um, kind of the wrap up the positive side here, and then we'll get into some negatives. If and I'm going to really struggle here to find some, and then we'll get to <laughs> outcomes to wrap up this episode. But um, moving moving that direction, um, one of the the fantastic things about Bologna is that ease of getting in and out of places. Uh, it makes it easy and it is, in my opinion, great for first time experience because mm-hmm. of, of the just the ease of use, how accessible, the great food, uh, low stress. Um, you don't need to be a really seasoned traveler to get in and understand Bologna. But once you're in and you've gone back several times, it, it it's it goes so deep. <laughs> the wine is so good, the cheese is so good, the food is so good, and you realize, oh wow, there's so much more to experience than I got on that first, second, or third time around. Yeah, I, I want to. I'm, I'm beating a dead horse here, but I think when we have a lot of people come to us and they want to talk about Italy, a lot, you know, I would say ten to fifteen percent it's history or museums, but it's always about the food and wine or a cooking class, or how do sure. I experience a, the, the best in food and, and, and really rounded food uh, that I think I'm going to get when I go to Italy. And a lot of times we go back to Tuscany, we talk about Sicily, but I got to tell you, Bologna is one of those, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get the lasagna, Everything. you're going to get the meats, you're going to get the sandwiches, you're going to get the pastas, you know, so that's why I think if you want a really rounded food experience, um, that's where you're going to get it in Bologna. So I think that's uh, when we hear a customer, sorry, customer or, or people talk about how can I get the best food and wine experience? I think food experience right there is is a definite for first timers. So that's my big positive. I'm, I'm getting off of that subject now. All right. So then moving into some negatives, 
Um, yeah, I like I said, I really struggle to to pull up a, a lot of negatives here. It could be out of the way if you're you've got a, you know your mindset on where you want to go, what you want to see. Of course, and we're coming up to that episode. Um, you think about places like Venice, and you're like, okay, if I only have one trip to Italy in my lifetime, where do I want to go? Uh, Bologna's kind of the bastard child of the situation, and and gets you know shunned and put in the corner. But it shouldn't be because it's fabulous. Um, mm-hmm. But it can be difficult to uh, add that to an itinerary that that sometimes already gets bloated because people have other ideas of what Italy is like. But um, you know, if I were if I were pressed to come up with some other negatives. I'm going to have to think for a minute and you're going to have to help me out here. Did you have, what, what negatives did you have? Let me ask it like that. I really what didn't have, did I really didn't have um, a negative because I was, we were only there for like three days, right? So uh, we're going back to what, 38, 40 days, we'll be there again. Um, but what bothers me is when I hear people that have went, like we have several people that have taken there and they love the food tour. But they didn't like the city, and I, I I'm trying to understand why, and they don't give me a good reason. So I'm mm. not saying it's a negative, but it's not for everyone. I guess that's a negative, and I'm trying to figure that out still with customers. Why isn't it for everyone? Well, and it is an older city. I mean, it's got uh, you know I think a lot of scholars would argue the oldest university in all of Europe is in Bologna. Um, it's an older city. It's it's based on an older Roman and even Etruscan grid. Um, it can be a little bit confusing. A lot of city, you know, look at Siena. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, we <laughs> talked about that last week. Uh, it can be really confusing getting around. Um, is that a negative about Bologna? No, I think that's an experience that people have, and they they somehow don't appreciate. And that's what I'd love, you know, for us to help people do. And that's why we're doing this podcast is we want sure. to help them appreciate places like Bologna that don't get a fair shake, uh, but really, really should. Another thing is that another negative, perhaps, is that it doesn't have other than the food facet. Because you'd mentioned, well, what else besides food? Uh, other than the food facet, there's not a lot of things that people think about when they sure. think about Bologna. Um, but it is, it is hip, it's lively, it's young. And, you know, to move into our takeaways here, I think it's got to be on that first or second trip because it, it is kind of the, the food capital of, of Italy. And it's the heart and soul of, the the best blend of younger crowd, great, great food, just the vibe is palpable. I mean, it's so tangible in that city, and it just makes you want to come back again and again and again. I don't know. Yeah, Takeaways for you. It's just yeah. it's just very alive, you know. And and the more I think about it, when you said the age and you said the the vibe, when I think about the pe- the people that do make a comment. It may be because they are older and they're not used to that vibe, right? They they're thinking of the Tuscany vibe. They're thinking of that laid back, slow down, sitting and, in Piazza, and so yeah, slow we're going to send yes. them to Tuscany. We're going to send them to Umbria, um, mm. not to get them out of the way, but that they're going to enjoy the pace and the vibe and the feel there probably more than a place like Bologna. Um, it can be also, you know, just to throw this in there as well, it can be uh, a more than a day's trip to go to some other places. 
Um, you've got Ferrara to the north that I mentioned. You've got Modena. Even nearby, you've got Imola, which is where they have some Formula One racing. You've got Parma, mm-hmm. if you want to get out farther, Ravenna. San Marino, Ravenna, all of that. I mean, you know, there are some good places to get around, but you are in a bit of a valley. You, you, you don't have the proximity to the mountains that some of the other towns do. Maybe that's a negative if that's what you were anticipating finding. Yes, yes, that's true. Okay, oh, good all stuff. Right, so um, to, to wrap up, give me a give me a number. Where are you at? I'm going to give it an eight four. Eight four. And we'll revisit okay. this after my second visit. Yes. <laughs> I'm I, I'm I'm shooting for the moon here. I'm in nine point one. Nine point one. This wow. is this could very well be the highest score that we give any city. And if you try to outdo me, I'm going to be so negative on that episode. Uh, you're just not going to see what's coming. But no, it, it, it's very high score, and I think it warrants it. That's that's where I'm at. Well, I think I think anyone that goes to Italy has. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying they're scoring. I'm not going to my my mother-in-law who was in Italy for 45 days and told us that she loved Bellagio the most, and that was her favorite town. <laughs> you know, I'm not. Once it's in their heart and their experience, you're not moving people off of their uh, their heart feeling, their thoughts, yeah. their, their that's memories. That's where they connected. Right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And that's and that's you can't get off of that. So I totally understand yeah. it. And I'm not saying it's not warranted. I, my wife and I loved it, and we went in. When your friend gives you these expectations, mm. we it actually had a lot to deliver higher. on. Yeah, exactly, and it delivered it. So that's good. And it you delivered. Know? Yeah, um, that's and I thing. think the food tours we have there, you know, helps it too because that experience. Excellent food. And, you, you know, we know our food tours and it was one of the better ones we've had. So, um, all right. So, great. yeah, that's good. Well, I love Bologna and I hope uh, I hope folks will uh, give it the time that it's due. Uh, I feel like it, it warrants it. Coming up next week, we will get into uh, Venice and some of the very northern regions of mm-hmm. uh, Italy. So, guys, that's all the time we have for today. I hope this information has been informative and inspiring for your next trip to Italy. And don't forget to check us out online at Italy with Bella. We are offering free travel consultations for all our Bella Italy podcast listeners. That's right. And you can schedule your free consultation with Anthony and his wife, Denise, directly on the website, italywithbella.com. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Give us a thumbs up on social media and suggest us to a friend who might be dreaming of being in Italy with Bella, just like you. We'll see you next time. We will. Ciao. Ciao. Arrivederci. Arrivederci.